the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, it's really bad that uh, issue one failed, and I'm obviously exorcised over that and upset. Uh, But at least I have an array of uh, economic headlines to distract me. Uh, Here's one from Business Insider. U.S. debt will add $5 billion every day for the next 10 years. U.S. debt will add $5 billion every day, every day, for the next 10 years. Uh, Is there an explanation for how something like that could happen? Because Bidenomics is working. It's working. Oh, okay. Thank you. Excellent. Well, what else? Moody's warns it could cut credit ratings of six big U.S. banks. That's from CNN Business. Moody's warns it could cut credit ratings for six big U.S. banks. That is is from CNN. Is is there any possible explanation for that? Because Bidenomics is working. It's working. Mm. Here's another one from... uh, Market Insider, stock market sell-off coming amid boom-bust fallout and earnings recession. Stock market sell-off coming amid boom-bust fallout, earnings recession. They'll have to ask Josh Pick about that on Friday. Uh, Maybe, I don't know, you think Josh would have an explanation for that? Because Bidenomics is working. It's working. Uh, That's not Josh. That is uh, your vice president, Kamala Harris. And here's another one. I got to ask Josh about this. Biden's raw new deal for retirement accounts. Yes, they say that most people who are retiring have like next to nothing saved for retirement. Why would that be? Why in the world would that be? People who are almost ready to retire have nothing saved for retirement. Because Bidenomics is working. It's working. Mm. And then there's this. From the New York Post, the Wall Street Journal, Fox News, everybody got in on this. Because this is a news event. This is not just an opinion. Biden-backed electric vehicle company files for bankruptcy. Gee, you ever have a deja vu experience? You think, wait wait a second. That's weird. What I just experienced seemed like it happened a while before it just happened again. That's a deja vu experience. When I saw this headline, And again, it reads, Biden-backed electric vehicle company files for bankruptcy. I'm like, no, 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 not not Biden-backed. That'd be Obama-backed. Oh, no, it is Biden-backed. This electric vehicle company is called Proterra. Not to be confused with Solyndra, which was a big solar company that Obama-backed. And it went bankrupt as well. Can anybody hazard a guess as to why? Given our glaring need for green and clean energy to protect us from the existential threat 
of climate change? Why such headlines would be circulating now just like they did during the Biden administration? Because Bidenomics is working. It's working. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, Proterra filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The EV firm, which sold more than 1,300 electric buses. By the way, Kamala Harris loves the electric buses. I lost track. Does she like the electric school buses more than she likes Venn diagrams? Or does she like them both? 1,300 electric buses to public transit systems in the U.S. and Canada was valued at $1.6 billion. When Joe, by the way, a billion is a thousand million. Okay. So that's a lot of cash. That's what it was valued at when Biden took office in January 2021. It closed with a market value of $362 million. So it was worth $1,600 million or $1.6 billion. It is now worth, what is that? That is one, two, three. That is, uh, it is worth well, one-sixth, about a little bit less than 20% of what it was once worth. And the president, uh, in his 2021 budget, pledged more than $10 billion from his much lauded, although hopefully soon to be lampooned, infrastructure plan towards zero emission transit and school bus programs. He has prattled on and on and on and on endlessly about Proterra and what a great company it is. And somebody in his cabinet must have believed it because Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm raked in, oh, look at this, $1.6 million in profit by selling her shares in Proterra before it collapsed. Gee, that's not fishy at all. Man, oh man, this stuff. <laughs> what a corrupt administration this is. What an utterly corrupt administration this is. Okay, how corrupt? I started the show with a big focus on issue one, but the real news nationally today, it won't be reported by any other major news outlet, of course, is the corruption in the Biden administration. James Comer, Kentucky congressman, has released new bank records, not opinion, bank records, okay, detailing north of $20 million in payments to various companies run by Hunter Biden. And then the money filters out through all the different shell companies which are created only to hide where money goes and where it comes from. That's the only reason why you have a shell company. I don't have a shell company. Do you? I have an LLC. I have a limited liability corporation that I get paid through so that if I would get sued because I'm in the opinion business and I don't want anybody to sue me and take my house, they could sell. They could sue my LLC, but they couldn't get to my uh, real estate that we live in. I have one. Most people I know have one. The Bidens collect them as if they're like their favorite kind of candy. (laughs) So here's a little detail on this. The wife of the mayor of Moscow wired Hunter Biden's, one of his companies, I think Rosemont Seneca, three point something million dollars. She also was at a dinner at Cafe Milano, a swanky Washington restaurant where she had dinner with not just Hunter Biden, but then Vice President Joe Biden. So the guy who never spoke to his son about any of his foreign business dealings, and by the way, if you need refreshment on that, 
I have a handy dandy little way of accessing all the things that Joe Biden has said about never knowing anything about his son's foreign business dealings. Never knowing a single thing. I've never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters. I never discussed a single thing with my son. Never discussed. having to do with Ukraine. I've never spoken to my son. Never spoken. I have never discussed. Never discussed. My son or my brother or anyone else. Anything having to do with their businesses. Period. Period, the man said. Period. Never discussed it. Period. Gee, that's unfortunate. Well, they probably just talked about the weather at that dinner that they had. This is what the Democrats now tell you. When you ask them, you know, Joe Biden says he never discussed his son's foreign business. Well, he wasn't in business. Like, we've answered this a million times. We've, been, we've always said he was never in business. No, that's not what you've said. But he was never in business. Okay. He was never in business. What about all the phone calls? Devin Archer says there were 20 phone calls. Ah, oh, they just talked about the weather. Just in passing, put him on speakerphone, which, of course, is totally normal. If you're at a business meeting, a very important business meeting. I mean, if you've got billionaires at a business meeting, I'm going to say that's an important business meeting. You're probably trying to get them to invest in your company, right? Why was Hunter Biden meeting with these people? To get them to invest in his companies. Okay, so that's an important business meeting. And up on the phone pops dad. Oh, well, I don't know about you, but if I'm in an important business meeting, don't you go, hey, my dad's calling. Would you all like to hear my conversation with him and put it on speakerphone right away? Or you say, well, maybe Hunter was afraid. I mean, his dad's a doddering old fool. He falls over sandbags at naval graduations. Maybe he was afraid his dad wasn't safe. In that situation, you would get up from the table and you would go check. Hey, dad, you okay? Okay, I'm in a business meeting. Really important. Get back to you. Or even if you put him on speakerphone, Dad, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, son, I'm okay. And then you'd click it back off speakerphone. Dad, I really got to go. Not Hunter Biden. Not Joe Biden. Now we find out he's had dinner with all these people. And now he's up to $20 million on the take. So this is another one of those days, and we have a lot of these days, I wish we had fewer of them, where the battle seems hopeless, where the deck seems irrevocably stacked against us. And in fact, it might be. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. Um, When you read the book of Revelation, America is not in there, at least not that I can see. And... So what do we do? Give up? I mean, we got a lot of Republicans in this state who look like they gave up. That's how we lose on what should be a simple matter of smart civics to preserve the Ohio Constitution amendment process to a 60% standard rather than a 50% standard. We had a caller early in the show, smart guy, nice guy, who was uncomfortable with the idea of raising the standard to 60%. One of my absolute best friends asked me Sunday because he knows that I would tell him a position he himself would adopt because he, like me, is pro-life. He, like me, sees life through the prism of what does the Bible tell me to do? How do I protect? How do I provide for my family according to the way Jesus tells me to live? And he asked me Sunday, 
how am I supposed to vote on this issue? And I knew right then this issue is going to fail. If this friend doesn't know, then it's because the proponents of issue one have done a terrible job. And if the people who are supposed to be leading the fight are doing a terrible job, then I'm not surprised when I sit down in my chair this morning and have to figure out a way to position the failure of yet another issue on which truth loses. So I opened my Bible this morning. It is the ninth of the month. I try to read a chapter of Proverbs every day that corresponds to the day of the month. You know that. I've said that a lot. But lately I've started to read five chapters from the book of Psalms every day because there are 150 chapters of Psalms. And if you read five a day at the end of a 30-day month, you will have read through the book of Psalms. So today's the ninth of the month, so I've got 40 psalms behind me, and I'm looking at Psalm 41, and the very first words I look at on the page as I'm sitting down with a 5743 loss on issue one, the very first words that leap off the page at me as I'm discouraged and trying to figure out, "Mm, how are we going to keep abortion from being placed in the Ohio Constitution? These are the words. Blessed is he who has regard for the weak. The Lord delivers him in times of trouble. These are times of trouble. They are. Our kids are under attack. The left is coming for our kids. The administrators of our public schools, like those in Dublin in particular, because that's the email thread that I've most recently been copied on, the administrators in the Olentangy School District, They are lying to you when they cite a Supreme Court ruling from about two years ago that they say allows them to discipline students for misgendering other students. I mean, we are really beyond the Rubicon of common sense when a student who's perhaps gone to school with another student all through elementary school, and then they get to high school, and the one of the students decides they're now not a boy anymore. Now they're a girl. And yet you, because you've gone to school with them all throughout their life, refer to them, not maliciously, but just conversationally, as he or him. Oh, oh, you have, you have crossed the line. You are a bully. You are attacking them. And school administrators will say, yeah, yeah. They are a constitutionally protected class. Gender is a constitutionally protected class. Well, I spent some time yesterday while I was off researching that. And the issue is, as so many issues are that have come before the Roberts Court, not clearly and perfectly defined. That is John Roberts' legacy as the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court which is to always leave a window for people to go, yeah, well, but. So I am here to encourage you to continue this fight. Run for your local school board. Run for your local township trustee. Run for your local city council. If you're discouraged about the result of yesterday's issue one, you're entitled. I'm discouraged about it. But to become discouraged to the point where you give up 
and quit because the mountain seems too high to climb, because it is an unwinnable fight. I've said before, you have the wrong focus if your decision on what to do is predicated by the fact that, well, it's a fight I can't win. I don't recall many, if in fact any, scriptures that say, fight this fight so you can win it. No. You fight the fight because it's the right thing to do. The Apostle Paul said, stand against evil. In another occasion, he said, if I was still trying to please men, I would not be pleasing God. On another occasion, he said, I tell you the truth. Am I therefore your enemy? All of those things that Paul said that I just quoted to you are not about winning the fight. They are about fighting the fight for the right reasons. We may lose on the transgender issue. We lost on gay marriage. Does that mean you say, okay, we lost on it. I guess I'll become a supporter. No. Not because it's an affront to you, but because it is an affront to God. It should be an affront to you, but not because it's an affront to you. Singularly, because it's an affront to God is why it should offend you. And it is why you should try to counsel people out of those kinds of ideas, ideologies, and behaviors, not because it's an affront to you, but because of what it will do to damage them. Hopefully the conservative position is a position of compassion and truth. The democratic position is not. They don't tell the truth. They didn't tell the truth about issue one. They won't tell the truth about abortion in the fall. They'll never mention the word abortion if they can help it. It'll be about reproductive rights and women's health care and a bunch of other euphemisms that they can and have concocted in order to what? Hide the truth, right? But you fight the fight regardless of whether you win it because it is the right thing to do. So I want to end with Three verses from Psalm 44, which was also in my morning reading today. Though you, through you, through you, we push back our enemies. Through your name, we trample our foes. I do not trust in my bow. My sword does not bring me victory. But you give us victory over our enemies. You put our adversaries to shame. We fight. But the battle is the Lord's. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.